What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, summertime shy will be incomplete without spending some time on Lake Michigan. But a lot of us underestimate just how quickly a beach day could turn into a tragedy. And to be real, I'm not sure I was ever taught what to do in a water emergency. That's why we're talking to Dave Benjamin. He's the co-founder of the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project, which tracks drownings and promotes water safety. He shares his key tips for enjoying the lake safely this summer. It's Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago is Talking About. Well, first and foremost, Dave, we appreciate you making time for CityCast today. How you feeling? Feel good. Uh, it's been a very stressful week since the holiday, you know, with, with water safety and drownings, unfortunately. I completely understand. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're able to have this conversation with it being such a pressing issue. Your group has already tracked 11 drownings so far this year in Lake Michigan, about half of those in Chicago. How does that compare to recent years? So there's been 13 Lake Michigan drownings plus one more that was last listed in critical condition. So that may go up to 14. Comparing from this year to last year, we're down a little bit over last year, but we've had a lot of rainy weekends. Uh, we've had cold water temperatures going into the middle of June. Uh, but right now, everyone's itching to get out to the beach, to the water, to enjoy their summer. You know, so people are going to start packing in and unfortunately incidences happen even on calm days yeah and we we want to promote as best uh through this episode is tips that people should be thinking about so let's say you've decided to go to the beach what's the big thing swimmers should know before they even get in the water first of all when people are going to the beach and they're looking at the weather they're usually looking at you know are we going to have sunshine and is it going to be hot are we going to have blue skies but really people should start getting tuned in with which way is the wind blowing, right? When you're standing at the water's edge, you're looking at the water, is the wind coming onshore, is it coming offshore, or is it coming sideshore from one direction or the other? Mm-hmm. And the wind direction is gonna have the impact on the types of currents you may encounter. So if the wind is directly onshore, you will have some, some waves coming on shore and you could have your traditional rip currents where the, the rip current is pulling directly away from shore. But if you have a side shore current and it's hitting the beach at a side, you know, a side angle, you're gonna get a long shore current that flows parallel to shore and then it can hit a rip current channel and go out away from shore. And so that can be very dangerous, even if there's no waves or very little waves, because 
Young children could enter the water in a shallow area on a sandbar. They slowly drift down the beach into deeper water, which could be over their head. Uh, for young children that are non-swimmers, they could literally just step into water over their head and they never come back up. And if you're not a strong swimmer and if you're not you know, comfortable in the water, in open water, uh, it can have some tragic results. People think, you know, I know how to swim and that's water safety, but knowing how to swim is just knowing how to swim. And most people don't have the physical endurance to swim more than 25 yards if they were to get in trouble in the water. So you have to have eyes on the water at all times uh, with your young children, even with your adults, someone should be watching the water, uh, kind of lifeguarding if you don't have lifeguards at the beach. And even if there are lifeguards, you should still have a water watcher. And that if somebody starts struggling in the water, uh, we need to get them flotation immediately. Now, this is like the next level. Uh, most people don't know what drowning looks like. But a drowning person is typically going to be facing shore, mouth at water level, their head is tilted back, their body's vertical, and they're doing this climbing the ladder motion, or they may be pawing with both hands at the side. And when someone is in that active vertical posture, you have to get them something that floats immediately because they're going to submerge in less than a minute. And then once they submerge, we have very little time to get them out of the water. And, and like you said, it becomes immediately more difficult right. once you lose that that eye line because of, like you said, just how vast of a body of water we're talking about and, and the unpredictability of those currents. I mean, we obviously have Chicago beaches that have these designated swimming areas that lifeguards can see. Are there other designated swimming areas in the lake outside the beaches that people should be kind of being paying attention to, being cautious of? Quite a few people may go from the Chicago area and go over to Indiana. There's like Indiana Dunes State Park. There's Michigan City, Indiana. There's several beaches. Uh, some have lifeguards, some don't. If you get in trouble in the water and there's no lifeguards, you're on your own. We need to understand that would-be rescuers often become drowning victims. They go out there to try to help them, but the drowning person is in panic mode and they'll climb all over you and they could drown you. So a would-be rescuer needs to take something with them that floats. And when they get close to the drowning victim, they need to, you know, say, hi, I'm here to help. Take the flotation, stick it in their chest, keep it between you and them so that mm -hmm. they climb on the flotation and you back away until they calm down. So you talk about ways to identify if someone's drowning. You talk about some of the ways to go about potentially saving someone's life. But what if you're in the emergency? Maybe, you know, I've gone out too far. I'm starting to panic a little bit. What should I do? Uh, what we advocate is if you're ever struggling in any body of water over your head is that you flip, float, and follow. So it's the stop, drop, and roll of water safety. You flip over on your back and you float to keep your head above water, to calm yourself down from the panic of drowning, to conserve your energy, and then follow a safe path out of the water. If you have the ability, swim parallel shore, then back to shore. Uh, if you're in a longshore current and you're flowing parallel to the shoreline, just go straight back to shore. If um, Now, this is one thing we didn't talk about yet, is a lot of beaches have uh, breakwaters or piers, some type of solid structure that sticks out into the water. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, a longshore current will wash you down the beach, and when it gets to that pier, it becomes a structural current. It will go out and around that pier. Best case scenario is try to float the best you can, try to signal someone on the pier. Hopefully, someone would be able to throw you a life ring. Uh, Chicago installed 115 life rings last summer. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of uh, public rescue equipment out there. If you could throw that flotation device to the person, provide them the flotation, now you have the rope, you may be able to pull them to safety, or you're calling 911 that you have the marine unit coming out and they're able to take over. But the, the, 
The priority is flotation. If you want to survive a drowning incident, you have to stay at the surface and continue breathing for as long as possible or for professional rescue to arrive. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patients' smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I mean, Dave, how did you get involved in this work yourself? Uh, unfortunately, when I was 40 years old, I was surfing in Lake Michigan and I had a bad wipeout and I got separated from my surfboard. And it was the first time I ever had any real trouble in the water. Uh, I knew how to swim. I grew up swimming, but I had a bad wipeout. Uh, I choked a little bit on water. I was being held under the uh, water because I was in the impact zone of the waves and my surfboard wasn't tucking in at my leash. And I just went to instant panic <laughs> and I was fighting and struggling trying to get back up to the surface. And every time I was getting back up to the surface, another wave was crashing on my head and pu pushing me back down. And when I'm holding my final breath, thinking this is going to be it to me, for me, and I'm just, I quit fighting. Uh, it, was, it was winter surfing, so I had a six millimeter wetsuit on, which is actually pretty buoyant if you're not fighting. I just, it just naturally floated me back up to the surface when I quit fighting. And then when I got back up to the surface, I just kind of laid back and, uh, you know, was breathing. If you can lay back and take a couple of deep breaths, inflate those lungs, it increases your buoyancy. It, it alleviates some of the panic from your brain so you can calm down. And now you can strategize on how to get out of there. So that's a short version of what happened to me. <laughs> I mean, that is a very intense story. I mean, even as I listen to it, I'm somebody who I would call myself a survival swimmer. I can swim until exhaustion, but I actually suck at floating. So for people who are, you know, maybe wanting to go out to the beach, wanting to enjoy it, do you encourage them to maybe get back into swim lessons, practice at public pools? Like, how do you encourage people to sort of rebuild that endurance or, or that comfortability in the water? Uh, absolutely. If you know how to swim, go to your public pool and swim laps. Can you swim 25 yards, 100 yards? Can you swim 500? You know, knowing how to swim doesn't mean you can survive the marathon of a water emergency. So, so understanding that you're going to have to pace yourself. 
you're going to have to swim, then you're going to have to rest and float. And when you said you have trouble floating, you're not good at it. Um, another way to think about it is like balancing. You're going to lay back. You're going to have your ears in the water. You want your chest up to the water. And you're just balancing. Your hands are out to your side. Your feet are a little bit of a flutter kick. But you just want your head in that high position so you can breathe. And then, you know, go back to tread water and look around. What's my exit strategy? What am I closest to? Which way is the current flowing? Mm-hmm. You know, never swim against the current because it's like a treadmill. But overall, do you get a sense that people underestimate Lake Michigan, both its its vastness and, and its potential dangers? Um, we, we need to put it in the context of we do not know what we do not know. The World Health Organization said that drowning continues to be a neglected public health issue. So people don't address drowning as a public health issue. They address it as a recreation issue. You can't really underestimate something when you have no idea uh, the complexities of water. And it feels like it's only at the moment of tragedy. I remember us having this conversation about Lake Michigan's playpen and people having boats out there, whether authorized or unauthorized. And it was only at the moment when people were getting injured out there that we started to ask ourselves, are we paying enough attention to this? And it it feels like when we're talking about swimming and drowning, it's only after some tragedy has taken place that we give it attention. That's absolutely correct. With so much conversation today about hazards, dangers, tips to stay safe. I imagine some people might be listening and just go, well, maybe I should avoid the beach. Well, we don't want to scare anybody out of the water. Uh, You're going to be safest if you swim at a lifeguarded beach and you follow the rules of the lifeguards. When you go outside of those rules, you're putting yourself and others at risk. Um, Instead of swimming 100 yards straight offshore, you want to swim 100 yards, swim 100 yards parallel to shore. So you're always somewhat close to the shoreline. You know, they say swimming with a buddy can also help because if, you know, someone starts to struggle and you have your friend there with you, they can maybe talk you off that panicking mode. And bottom line is, if everyone brought a life jacket, go out and buy a U.S. Coast Guard approved life jacket that properly fits, not just for the kids, but for the adults as well. And whenever you have some uncertainty, put it on. You know, you don't have to wear it the entire day, but there might be, you know, changing conditions that you want to want to put it on. Um, also, if there's an emergency, you make sure you put that on to go out in the water. That's enough flotation for two, possibly three people if they're going to work together to utilize the flotation and not climb all over each other. Hey, Dave, I really appreciate you making time today. You've really reinforced just how common this can be, um, how easy one can find themselves in a moment of panic and provided some great tips for our listeners today. Again, Dave Benjamin is the co-founder of the Great Lakes Surf Rescue Project. Thank you for coming by CityCast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you're planning on going out on a boat this summer, definitely go back and listen to our conversation from last year with the Chicago Harbor Safety Committee. You can find a link in the show notes. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Tomorrow night, the new Police Oversight Commission will announce three finalists for Chicago Police Superintendent. That means Mayor Brandon Johnson will have 30 days to make his final pick. A city council committee has approved plans to turn Lincoln Square's Diplomat Motel into a shelter for unhoused Chicagoans. The $3 million plan will go before the full council next week. 
While some Midwestern cities may catch a rare glimpse of the northern lights tomorrow, Chicago's light pollution will likely keep us out the action. But we got some tips for finding dark skies nearby in our Hey Chicago newsletter. You can check the link in the show notes or head to chicago.citycast.fm. And some good news. Don't miss Star Wars Night at Soldier Field as the fire take on CF Montreal tonight at 7.30. You can see a full list of the theme nights at a link in our show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening. We're back bright and early tomorrow. I'll talk to you then. Peace.